whether it's hostile architecture, Australia, or the woke Bible. God, this is my least favorite part of the show. <laughs> Willie is. You gotta, you gotta put yourself out there, man. Yeah. Just whip it out. <gasps> Not again. <laughs> Hit send on that dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> There's a support. <laughs> Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Willie, and that's your other host, Scott. And joining us today, all the way from down under. Is a good it's friend Jenna. of the show. Yay! It's Jenna. <laughs> I like to cut people off. It's my favorite hobby. We're a show all about Reddit. Sometimes we uh, we pivot and we cover other things. But if you like the show, you can follow more of us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And OnlyFans. Jenna, how, how would you feel about uh, becoming uh, a third wheel on this podcast? Yeah. I mean, you'd good. have to give up some uh, ESO time. I don't know. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a trial in an hour and 20 minutes. So let's, let's wrap really? this up. Yeah. Jenna, have you ever oh. been on a podcast? No. <laughs> One gave it away. <laughs> The the large amount of alcohol in the background. <laughs> no, it fits. It sets the scene perfectly. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I can explain. <laughs> Whether you choose to believe it or not is up to you. No, our wine fridge broke. So what's normally like, you know, a rich person looking thing now makes us look Privileged. like we have a problem. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> Couldn't understand. <laughs> so Jenna, we invited you. Do you want to fill everybody else in on how the three of us know each other? Yes. Actually, before that, I need to just Good. explain. I need to explain. <laughs> Nobody knows me except you two, but this is this is not how I normally present myself to the world. These fuckers did not tell me that this is a video podcast. There's a so, lot we, um, did, we got wrong. But like, I'm, you know, I'm setting the bar really, really low. Yeah, no, they forgot that I live in the future. They forgot that I haven't showered in nearly 48 hours. I've been incredibly ill. But, you know, if you set the bar low, you can really only go up from there. So this is this is my segue because the state I'm in right now, and it's a good thing we don't have smell-o-vision. This Ugh. is sort of how Scott and I first met because this was how he used to present himself in the <laughs> ninth grade. We were, we were in, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to change the names. Because nobody can dox you, but yeah. you know we were in an after-school choir program together that we'll call Schmilites. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the last time I wore a cummerbund. Just gonna be honest. It should have been. <laughs> a yeah, we were. That was never washed. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, was. it was a rental. Um, I want to try something. Do you remember um, our teacher, Mrs. Olmsted? Yeah. Did you remember her fa famous, famous line? I think we should try and say it together on the count of three. This is totally unplanned. Okay, do you remember you the thing that she used to yell at the class okay. when she was angry? You ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Will it count down? Two, one. Shut the Shut fuck up. the mouth. <laughs> 
did she tell you guys to shut the fuck up? No, no, no I think no, that no. probably was her internal dialogue. <laughs> I did her out external dialogue. Yeah, we just did both. We'll count it. Half yeah. credit. Shut and the mouth. Shut the mouth. She said it I, 16 times a day. It was a choir class, so it was ironic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, then um, Scott and I reconnected at a high school choir program. I mean, you're sensing a theme here. And then um, he was my nerd for a while. <laughs> he slept in my guest room for six months. Um, read a lot of Harry Potter. Read a lot. We went to the midnight release of the sixth Harry Potter book. That was that was we had a glow up since then. I feel like maybe maybe you could splash in a photo. Jenna, give yourself some credit. You still look far better than the state of the United States. So hey, not hard um, to. That's not very difficult. <laughs> uh, this might have gotten missed, but yeah. So, Jenna, did you get Scott the job that the three of us collectively have? I once, one time. I feel, I feel like I did, but my my brother might argue with that. I can't, I can't I remember. The, it was too long ago. Your brother got me the first referral. Mm. I'm pretty sure you got me the second referral. Yeah, yeah. So we could say, Jenna, that at the end of the day, this is all your fault. All of this. That's actually true. I'm the catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you one of the second worst thing that happened to me this week. It's unrelated to Reddit. The first worst thing is going to be something we're definitely going to be talking about. So let me just push that aside. So it's pride in the United States. Is it pride in Australia? <clears throat> For the sake of brevity, yes. Let's just say yes. We also ha Our big pride happens um, at, during Mardi Gras because, you know, very fun and colorful and it just kind of fits but we also celebrate world pride here yeah cool. nice there's this like beer dabbler that was at the walker art center and my partner and i went to that a couple nights ago mind you i wake up at four in the morning now to go to the gym and then i do my work stuff and my day stuff and then i go to bed at like nine o'clock at the latest and it just hit nine o'clock so today is going to be a little rough i had been up really early and then I dropped her off at 9.30, so I'm already beyond my bedtime. I'm at, like, the point where you start to, like, zone out and forget that you're driving because you just, mm. you, you're you familiar with the roads. And I see the tire pressure gauge has gone off saying that there's a low tire. And then I drive a little bit further. And then every five seconds, it's going down a PSI. I have a choice. Do I turn here and go to the gas station so I can put air in the tire or do I drive home and go to bed? It's a trolley problem. <laughs> I'm a responsible adult. So I said, I will endure and I will go to the gas station and put air in the tire. So I get there. I open up the door. There is a full puncture in the tire. It's not like a, anybody was malicious. It's just Michelin. Never a sponsor of syringe flapping around. <laughs> exactly. So then I had to call AAA and have them come out there. And I had to ask them. Do I need to wait here while you find somebody? And they said, well, I mean, maybe, but you don't have to. We can remote into your car. I drive a Tesla, Jenna, so that they can just get into the car. This I know. The white privilege finish. oozing out of this story is like... Let them finish. Let the let Do the I have white... to wait here while <laughs> you people do the work? You're right. I should have never told this story. <laughs> So anyway, my butler was sick and I had to make my own breakfast. 
that's all right. I'm going to pivot a little bit because that's exactly what happened. So I, I apologize for all the listeners because when they said no, and then they said, Hey, the tow company is not going to be there for 240 minutes. Wait, let me say 240 minutes. Like you should have just picked like seconds to make it sound even longer yeah. for 14 thousand seconds they wanted me to wait i was like i'm not gonna sit here for four hours that's what they should have said is four hours he showed up and got me he's super nice dropped me did off. you already have the one star review filled out before they arrived finger on the trigger well then that's that's begin i'm not a karen but... i was very nice but tesla inevitably called me three times in the night when I was fast asleep to tell me, hey, we need you to hit the start button in the app so that they can get it on the truck and then another time to get it off the truck. That's it. Wait, There's is no that the whole story? That's it. <laughs> That's the, okay. Just like my That's... life, I'm just, the, the ending is always <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> okay, so second worst thing. That's, you know, that's pretty bad. Car trouble is not fun. Cause I thought you were going to say you hit a small animal on your way home. That would have been traumatic. We talked about that last week. I mean, week. depending on the animal. Willie does not stop. He just keeps going. Because <laughs> that's what he was taught. I learned from Ford. Like, Gerald T? This is a throwback to last week's episode, but I... <laughs> I did my driver's ed at the, the Ford plant in St. Paul. And one of the driver's ed instructors was like, if there's ever animals on the road i don't get out of the way if it's like a small bird i just hit it so that you don't get in an accident and i'm a 15 year old going you just hit the fucking bird that man was a serial killer you know that right now in That's hindsight why the yeah. closed. Okay. Hmm. everyone's dead just a bunch of skeletons inside do either of you two have any fun stories this week that aren't depressing I got something here. Right, 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 it could right. be fun. Jenna, which, what have I been texting you at? Your 763 or 61? I mean, I don't have my old US number anymore. So, okay. Six, so, country six code 61. Mm, yeah. Was that depressing? Was that a number that you've had since you were a child and then? No. No, actually, I had to get, I was very upset um, when I got my yeah. first iPhone. Do you remember? We had this conversation. Yeah, because I was a six one two for the longest time. I was I basically had that whole scene play out from the Sex and the City movie where she gets a new Eric. Yeah, Willie knows. Yeah, I because <laughs> I'm so old that my first iPhone I had to switch from T Mobile to AT and T, and this is pre port your number days. It wasn't even fucking possible. <laughs> uh, this episode I, like, is got brought to you the by Apple privilege. store in a buggy with horses um, <laughs> and bought my first iPhone. But yeah, I had to switch carriers. <laughs> and um, I was just like automatically generated like a 952 and I was disgusted. I was absolutely, no, no, it was, it was even seven, worse. Six, it was three. a 763, oh, the true toilet of I had area to do, codes. Like, what a trailer park <laughs> I, I immediately deleted jenna's phone number i was like yeah i was like this has to be a scammer like no no legitimate members of society live in 763 where uh, even is 763 no, no outskirts no one, of the no state no one knows all right this week in damn that's interesting i'm sending you this video of this 
storm themed spa room now when you think spa room you probably think nice relaxing zen maybe get some hot rocks put on your back some cupping if you will but this spa decided to take it a little bit further dad standing on driveways would be into that (laughs) (laughs) for those listening at home it's a little waiting pool with full rain machine and uh, what uh, what is the volume from the mandalorian surrounding you except it's just showing a storm like an actual thunderstorm it's like whoever made the movie perfect storm said hey we still have this set piece let's turn it into a spa (laughs) somebody will find some enjoyment out of it I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This may be this may be more typically a female experience, but do you ever feel like you just really want to cry, and so you put on like the saddest movie you own and just sob? The Sixth Sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have so many movies to pick, and you went with the Sixth Sense. You, re- you recall once. that I I'm very easily frightened by scary movies, less so ones that could never happen all uh, the sixth sense but like all the murdery murder ones i'm not into but i was genuinely terrified when that mom comes out of the kitchen with like her wrists all slit i I still get goosebumps (laughs) thinking about it so i have not repeat watched that movie a whole heap of times different tears for for (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like if i just really wanted to go somewhere and be sad that would be ideal Last week, we talked about Willie's greatest fear. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think I still remember your greatest fear. You're going to say the hair dryer, aren't you? <laughs> Wait, did you say hair dryer? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. My biggest, my biggest fear, Jenna, is throwing up. I think that's an understandable. It, that has a name. That has a phobia name. <laughs> Jenna's greatest fear is getting murdered while she's drying her hair. My biggest mistake of my whole life is telling Scott that because he used to try and sneak up on me when I was drying my hair when he lived with me. Scared the shit out of me. It worked 100% of the time. <laughs> Similar, I also have like a same family as like getting murdered in the shower. I think a lot of people have a getting murdered in the shower thing because of psycho. But yeah. you're really vulnerable. Like your ha- my hair is like usually covering my eyes. So sensory like yeah. i have no hearing no sight like i'm vulnerable man you grew up with movies like fear and scream where people were murdered yep. in their homes all the time yes by their friends <laughs> spoiler alert long con jenna the long con <laughs> the 25 year murder plan jenna do you know any of scott's biggest fears i have one i just have being one. unloved <laughs> I have two. <laughs> Is your first one dying alone? No. No. That's probably going to happen. So I've come to terms with that. You have like a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Yeah. You won't die yeah. alone. You're older than all of us. No. I mean, when you die, you die alone. Like, we'll everyone will that be there. Like, Willie will be there with the pillow. <laughs> I'll be there with the camera. We got to record this. Oh, yeah. On the internet. <laughs> It's spiders, which is why I've never oh, visited you. Yeah, that's why. 
Yeah. Not because yeah. you're selfish and poor. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that cliche out of the way? Unless it's not a cliche. How many spiders are you friends with? I mean, acquaintances. I mean, we're not like <laughs> throwing yeah. bad beers on a Sunday. Don't do ride share into work. <laughs> well, not consensually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, let me give you the continuum of like my relationship with spiders. The most common spider, uh, big one in Sydney, is the huntsman spider. And it does get quite large, like maybe palm sized, like including legs, right? Can you handle it on your face? Waking up with it on your face. They're really, they're really timid. Like they don't like, they're not bros. They don't like hanging out with, with you, even should you invite them. But they're in theory quite good because they get rid of some of the nastier bugs the first time that we found one at our house it was in the bedroom kind of up in like the corner of the crown molding Mm -hmm. and we were pretty new to the scene right it was like two or three weeks in and jeff freaked the fuck out like he was like he had taken a flight back to the u.s like by the time (laughs) i even really realized what was happening and so a little bit of a, a gender reversal, typical stereotype there. Um, so I, what I did is I got the vacuum. I armored up, like I put a hoodie on. Smart. I did the thing where you pull the string, so like you have like a commando window. That's just exactly that's where the they're only, gonna go, though. The only, I think I had like gloves. Uh, I was ready for battle, and then I extended the vacuum hose as long as it would go, and I just like sucked it up into the mouth. Va- I was afraid it wouldn't actually fit because that's how how big it was. Yeah. So That's that was, you know, she said, <laughs> <laughs> but now I have a pretty like peaceful relationship with the huntsman. If it's found anywhere in like the lower level of my house, I have a system. I take a big cookie sheet because I have like double doors out to the back and double, and a big door out to the front and I kind of scoot it. I, I encourage it to leave the premises with the cookie sheet and then we're we're Gucci. If it's found in my bedroom, I still kill the shit out of it. <laughs> but I think if I saw one in the bedroom and then it like scurried into like some hole where I knew it wasn't likely to, you know, eat my skin while I slept, <laughs> I would probably not try and hunt it down. Like it's it's okay. They're among us. I want to burn burn the whole country to the ground. <laughs> Just raise it. You know, but people say the same thing about, you know, harsh winter. I could never live there. And then you dab. Sure. But... The grossest thing is cockroaches, actually. They're far worse than spiders. And Sydney has, like, military-grade cockroaches. Learning so, so much but, today. Um... <laughs> you bring up the fact that like... the, the cold yeah. weather scares people away. But our show, which is sometimes mostly about Reddit, the people don't have, like, a Minnesota fetish saying, like, oh, I hate winter. Winters suck. Whereas... There's a subcontext of almost the entirety of Reddit, no matter what thread you go into, that if somebody brings up Australia, there's a good chance they're bringing up the flora and fauna and how it all wants to kill human life. That's the headline, right? From (laughs) Americans especially. It's like, Australia, deadly animals. And they think that some of the shows like Crocodile Hunter, they kind of play into that. Crocodile.do, isn't it so dangerous? But, you know, it's funny if you ask any Australian, like, what animal would you never want to like encounter drop bears they say bears like grizzly oh. bear like because they're they're not here and they're yeah. and when you think about it really terrifying uh, <laughs> i do remember growing up as a kid my grandparents had a cabin in northern minnesota and there was a place where you could get like 
bags of bread, Wonder Bread, and go feed bears. You just, like, chuck pieces of bread at brown bears. And, like, it was just some guy who owned a dump, and you would, like, I don't know, he's just trying to feed the bears. It's amazing how many serial killers Willie's encountered in his childhood. (laughs) I know, right? Is Heineken a beer that's enjoyed in Australia? What an odd question. I think you can get it, yeah? Why? Because that's that's the theme of the story I'm going to read you. Oh, I think I saw the headline. I didn't actually read the story, though. Today I fucked up by uncovering a dark Mm -hmm. family secret. All right, folks. This tale is all about Heineken beer. This beer has been a staple in my family. Some of my earliest memories of my father are of him drinking this iconic green glass with my uncles. My grandfather was a stereotypical strong patriarch of the family. He never drank, but he would spare no expense buying rack after rack of Heineken to keep everyone satisfied at family events. He passed many, many years ago, but the tradition has been faithfully kept ever since, both as an homage to him and to the wonderful memories we've made with Heineken in hand. My very first beer was a Heineken, and I hated it. I've given it plenty of chances, but every one I've ever tasted has been stale and watery. I could never understand why my whole family happened to love them. I never told my father because it would have broken his heart. In fact, like a dutiful son, I would always drink one or two to join in with the men of the family as we enjoyed whatever holiday it was. A few days ago... My dad was hosting an event and entrusted me to provide the drinks. I figured, hell, people have been downing the same old beer for the last 40 years. Let's get something else into the mix. About plenty of a few different brands that I love, Sam Adams, Dos Equis, Guinness, Bud Lime, and one single pack of Heineken. I snuck everything into the cooler so that nobody would see the small portion of Heineken in the mix unless they counted. The day turns to night and at the end of the party, I look into the beer cooler, and to my satisfaction, every single beer is gone, except six Heinekens. I told my dad that there were some Heineken left over. He suggested we give them to my uncle, but he had already left, so we found his son and went to give him the delivery. The smile immediately left his face when we told him the plan. His eyes went straight to the floor, and despite being a grown man of almost 40, I hear fear in his voice, and he says, guys, I gotta be honest with you. My dad can't stand Heineken. We all laughed because we figured it's been a joke, but he kept staring at the floor. The smile left our faces. We suggested he take it for himself, but he admitted that he didn't like Heineken. Well, I'm not going to drink it, said my dad. Wait, what? Yeah, you guessed it. My dad hates Heineken as well. And at this point, I admit that I share the same opinion and told them what had been done all day. Slowly, the realization hit our faces that nobody in the family, none of us, like Heineken. I think that was an oversell of a dark family secret. I was really hoping Nazis in Argentina. I don't know about you guys. I thought the same thing. Was it because yeah. Heineken's a German beer? Yeah, I, yes. that's what I thought. That's what I but thought too. But also, this guy should have known from the beginning. No one actually likes Heineken. Uh, didn't your brother like Heineken for like a really well, long time? No, uh, Rolling Rock, which is oh, also yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> same, same color bottle. <laughs> oh, God. I just, I oh. think this story is interesting <clears throat> because in so many ways, 
it weaves this interesting tale of what America is going through right now mm. of we will just go with something because we think it's nice and polite instead of just speaking up and saying that's bullshit. Heineken sucks. Well, maybe here in the Midwest, but I don't know if that's a coastal thing. What Heineken? Yes. But like people agreeableness. Not... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On the I mean, outward got... agreeableness. Both coasts, if you've ever met anybody and like my first job, I worked with only managers and leaders from the East Coast and every single one of them told me exactly what they thought, how they felt, how things should be run. And it was such a nice breath of fresh air compared to the passive aggressiveness that we experience. Yeah, no one likes making decisions in the West ever. Mm -mm. Drives me crazy. Can I tell you a a, a better example of true dark family secret from my (laughs) from my own and it actually might segue quite nicely into the next topic okay i'm buckling up i'm buckling it right now here we go my family doesn't care yes they don't care (laughs) Uh, i checked with them just now (laughs) i i wasn't here for this because i i don't know if i was born yet doing the quick math but my grandparents, right, were from Minnesota, and <clears throat> at a very young age, as a new couple, they pulled up stakes and moved to California. And this is the olden days, pre-Snapchat, a bit, bit of a, a rash choice, you know, as we know, no one ever lived in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward several decades, you know, they have now had eight children, you know, retired, grown up, the whole family in Southern California, and they're celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. And the whole family is gathered. And at that moment in time, my grandfather decides that that's the perfect moment to let everybody know that really, really, it's only 39 years, and that they lied to the entire earth about when they got married because my oldest aunt was a bastard. (gasps) And the whole family had believed forever that they had actually been married a year prior than they really were. How good is that? Wow. Wish I had been there. You could have, I'm sure you could have heard a pin drop. (laughs) I and Okay. Word is my grandma was so pissed that she would have taken that secret to her grave. And she was irate that my grandpa told everyone. Did they have another 40th, an actual 40th <laughs> next year? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was probably a sore subject. At that point. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like a crisis. She's like, wait, am I a year older than I think I am? Like she had to go through. That's a good story. That's, that's hilarious. I wanted pregnancies. <laughs> quite a problem was the family religious like was this a big eight kids i mean what do you think maybe they had a farm i don't know (laughs) (laughs) in california they had an orange grove yeah um no they're very wealthy (laughs) yeah (laughs) they were indeed religious yeah catholic the reason i ask is because we've given everybody a buffer this is where uh if you Dig a hole in the ground and bury your head in the sand. You can do so. You can choose to turn the podcast off. But we're going to go into the story that everybody's been talking about 
all around the world for the past couple days and uh this week in next fucking level yeah this week in next fucking level two men and somebody actually qualified to talk about abortion talk about abortion that's the mystery of why i'm here (laughs) can you photoshop a big like token around my face i wish i wish i do this every week i send a memo i send a a basically a list of topics of what we're going to do to the Supreme Court, but they never get back to me. So I had no idea, Jenna, that this was going to be on their list of to-dos. But in in the post, which is titled, I don't care about your religion, well, just take a listen and watch this video here. Comments might be strong, but it's how I genuinely feel. Um, I don't care that you're a Christian. I don't care what the Bible says. Like, I feel like it's a clown show like sitting here trying to decipher what your little mythical book has to say about these very real political issues, right? I don't care if you're Christian. In fact, I will fight for you to have your religious liberty and practice your Christianity. I believe in that. I don't believe in Christianity, which means that you do not get to dictate the way I live my life based on your religion. I don't care what the Bible says. You have every right in the world. All those women who identify with your religion have every right in the world to not get an abortion, to not take birth control, but they do not have the right to dictate my life and what I decide to do with my body. I don't care about your goddamn religion. I'm so tired of having nonstop conversations about what the Bible says you live your life in the way that you interpret the Bible. Again, I don't care, but you don't get to take the Bible and tell me, well, the Bible says this in this chapter and this verse. I don't care. I don't care. I don't believe in it. And I have the right based on our constitution to not believe in it. All right. You've watched it for the first time. You're an angry conservative on on your side of the world. (laughs) What do they call you? Labor. Okay. You're angry labor. It's labor and liberal. You have to vote for everyone. Like you rank all the parties when you, you vote. You have rank, rank choice voting. Must be nice. It's also <laughs> compulsory voting. You have to do it, otherwise you go mm. to jail. Pay a fine. Yep. No fine. Yeah. Oh. I think it's like sixteen cents. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get really get really peeved about that, though. Sixteen cents. They're like, I take my money. I actually don't know what it. Is. I think it's more like thirty-five dollars, but still, like. I just enjoy the process of voting. If you don't pay the fine, you have to box a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Compulsory kangaroo box. Yeah. That's why we have no crime. No one wants to suffer the consequences. I just find it really ironic that the island that started out as a penal colony is doing a lot better. I got news for you. So did the U.S. I think people conveniently forget that. Yeah, I guess yeah, they Yeah, there, there were some colonists mixed in, but, you know, you literally have... Puritans and criminals, and how it has lasted this long, no one knows. It explains a lot, but how it has lasted this long is is a really good question, because we're still suffering under this puritanical rule. And Jenna, if you don't mind, could you share the reaction from the other side of the globe? I didn't have to work right away in the morning, so I was kind of just getting ready late and Suddenly, like, boom, text messages from everywhere. It caught me off guard. Yeah, I, I unfortunately was sick home from work for four days out of the week. Oh. So I didn't really get to be out in the, you know, mix in the crowds yeah. of gnashing of teeth and tearing <laughs> of clothes. 
But I mean, I, I, I certainly, it's a big deal here. There's a phrase like, when America sneezes, Australia gets a cold. Mm. And I got a literal cold, thanks to... <laughs> All of the shouting. Court. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's actually protests planned next weekend all over major cities in Australia. Like, that's how much people care about U.S. politics outside of the U.S. It's, it's really bizarre. I've done a fair amount of traveling, and one of the things that I grew up always hearing from my family was people in other countries, they don't like Americans. And I don't know if I necessarily grew up believing my parents in a lot of ways, so... I just asked people. I'd go into a coffee shop or a restaurant, and they would ask, because they clearly knew that you're not from Greece. Like, I don't look Greek. And mm. they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from the United States. And then we would get to talking, and then they would say something like, we don't hate Americans. Your politics just really sucks. And it affects us. Maybe it mm. doesn't affect our policy, but it affects like our society and our, our culture. And it's unfortunate that in this situation six people were able to make a decision five of them were able to take away freedoms and rights of people around the world yeah and i think as an aside that could probably be said for most countries right like the people they're not really in control they don't make all the rules we just elect these a-holes who screw everything up for us yeah and for the record i think australians love americans I think most countries don't like irresponsible tourists. Like in Bali, they hate Australians. Go there and get drunk and trash. So, but yeah, Americans are considered incredibly friendly. So people like that uh, everywhere you go. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Yeah, it's it's scary. I remember it used to be the norm, right? For when people were nominated, that this question would come up. And a lot of times they would say, in fact, I think even... Brett Kavanaugh said, well, this is a, you know, a pre-established precedent, like, I'm not going to mess with it. And that's kind of been the line forever. Like, no, this, this is just how things are done. This is how we do it. I'm not going to go in this the, precedent that's been yeah. standing for 50 years. The past um, three justices. Turns out, were... no. <laughs> I saw they a had their fingers there. crossed behind the chair. <laughs> <laughs> we missed it. It was right there. <laughs> I saw a clip, the last three conservative justices that were um, nominated all said the same exact thing. The courts in general should follow their, their past precedents. It is a precedent of the United States Supreme Court. And it has been reaffirmed many times over the past uh, 45 years. I can't pre-commit or say, yes, I'm going in with some agenda because I'm not. I don't have any agenda. I have no agenda to try to overrule Casey. Um, I have an agenda to stick to the rule of law and decide cases as they come. So this is a, this is a morbid um, guess for all of us to take here because this, this show is going up a, essentially a week after um, Roe v. Wade got overturned. So it's already in the news. People have already read a bunch of things. There's a bunch of noise and I don't think we need to try to add more to it because people mm -hmm. don't necessarily care they're getting it from all the other news sites. But how quickly do you think the next thing gets overturned? And what do you think mm. that next thing is? Because that's that's inevitably the game plan, right? The long-term playbook is, okay, we did this one. And now the next one is mm. gay marriage. Gay marriage. Mm. Interracial couples. Like <laughs> loving v. Virginia. Yeah, that, that was called out. 
Mm-hmm. Loving v. Virginia was based on the precedent of Roe v. Wade. So now I think they're... we might be safe considering one of the uh, chief, can I use this word, cunts, um, is in fact <laughs> in an... <laughs> Uh, in an interracial way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the, it's different here, friends. Um, <laughs> uh, is himself in an interracial marriage. So, uh, you know, it, if he, we prove anything, they're, they're self <laughs> That is one exit strategy that I can applaud. That's amazing. Sorry, we have to break up. It's now illegal uh, to be with you. I, I been... I'll still love you, but laws the law. Law, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think if they've proven anything, they truly don't give a shit about the law. They just want to, you know, manipulate it to be as self-serving as possible. So, I remember learning about all of these historic laws going into effect in like civics class back in middle school, and so I can remember like, oh, this is really cool. 20 30 years 30 years ago so it was only 20 years old at the in, time uh in and, the olden days right <laughs> so to think at that time when you're learning about it as a child you're like oh this is only 20 years old that uh something something this progressive could happen that we didn't do anything to fortify or shore it up codify codify whatever they call it to make it so that it's just it will stand the test of time that's that's the thing that i think I'm most angry about not that the <laughs> the conservative side of the aisle is doing exactly what they said they would do ever since we've known them because it's not uh, a surprise it's, it's exactly no it's on, it's on brand from the people you put there yeah and it it's just the other side which you know don't even get me started on the two party system they're just like oh well everybody will just fall in line they'll everybody will eventually think the way we think when the whole time it's just been fucking Sauron lighting up the fires in Mount Doom and getting the army ready. Only this time there's no there's no Aragorn, there's no there's no ring bearer. Gollum actually got ca- captured <laughs> and gave the ring back. Can I give a bit of a silver lining? I'm good for that. That's my role here. If, if you've got a playbook, go ahead. <laughs> They'll all be dead soon. No, I'm actually not kidding. That is the silver lining. Um, that's the silver lining. Yeah. I know. But not, no, not that's by not the fair. hands of other humans, just time. Oh, God, We no. just need to put that no. out there on Please the internet. don't misunderstand me. I just mean of old age because they're old. Hopefully peacefully at a ripe old age in their sleep with no outside influence. Thank you. Um, <laughs> however, Sorry. that's not the real... <laughs> That's not the real silver lining. I was I was mostly kidding. <laughs> no, but I think we forget that the ability for us to reinterpret and change our laws is a strength of the U.S. Imagine if things could never be re-examined or re-looked at. We would lock ourselves into the way things were in 1776 and thereafter, you know. So it's as much as we'd like to think that progress is linear, right? There's yeah. sometimes you take two steps back. And I think when you're in kind of a backslide, it can feel really depressing and it can feel hopeless. But I think I take comfort in the fact that the majority of Americans support reproductive rights, right? So eventually it will absolutely back the other way. And it's unfortunate that during this time of regression, a lot of people are going to get hurt. And that really sucks. It's horrible. But I still have hope 
that people are going to do the right thing. And, you know, it is a strength of um, our democracy that they can and do change. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only reaction I really had on the day that it was announced was, man, it's a great day to change your major to law. Right. <laughs> and I hope a lot of people did it. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks, Jenna, for being on the show. I yeah. loved it. Thank you. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say come back anytime, but uh, I guess don't. Come back anytime. <laughs> no, this is fun. Thank you. Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>